Hello, and welcome to the Vexillogicast. From the home of the first gay pride celebrations in America, I'm Simon the Cannibal. And I should step that back and say that I'm not entirely sure if that statement was 100% true, but my understanding is that in 1962 there was a large march on Independence Hall, and subsequently, starting July 4th in 1965, and continuing until July 4th, 1969, there were demonstrations in front of Independence Hall for gay rights, which included a demonstration just a few days after the Stonewall Riots in 1969. On this episode, we're going to be exploring rainbow flags. And I say rainbow flags, not pride flags or gay pride flags or LGBT flags, because I'm going to toss a few different rainbow flags at you at the end of the program. Before we get to that, might I remind you that images of these flags and more information can be found at vexillogicast.com. That is V-E-X-I-L-L-O-G-I-C-A-S-T dot com. And discussion on the subreddit r slash Simon the Cannibal. And as one final note before I get into the show, I wanted to mention that I'm going to be using pride and gay pride as an inclusivist term. I don't mean to limit it to only homosexual men, but just repeatedly saying LGBT or any of the other acronyms that are out there. And I know there are tons, including my favorite, which I think is quilt bag. So let's jump into it. The rainbow flag that we all know was designed in San Francisco by Gilbert Baker in 1978. Or I should say the predecessor flag was designed in 1978 by Gilbert Baker. And this flag was eight stripes, including a hot pink stripe and two stripes that were turquoise and dark blue. And to go through those stripes very quickly, there's a flag of eight horizontal stripes from top to bottom, hot pink, red, orange, yellow, green, turquoise blue, a darker blue like an indigo, and purple. These stripes, as far as Gilbert Baker was concerned, were meant to represent, in order, sexuality, life, healing, the sun, nature, magic slash art, harmony, and spirit. While he didn't say exactly what he was influenced by, it is theorized that he was influenced by Judy Garland and the song Over the Rainbow, uh, Judy Garland being a noted icon in the gay community. And it is entirely possible, and it's been thrown out there, that he was also influenced by the flag of races. And this is the red, black, brown, yellow, white striped flag that is supposed to reflect the skin tones of all people on Earth. You don't see that a whole lot, but apparently he would have been familiar with it in developing his rainbow flag. The flag was very popular, and demand increased sharply, uh, especially after the uh, Stonewall riots in 1969 in New York City. So much so that there was a difficult time acquiring hot pink fabric for the top stripe. So that was abandoned pretty early on. So now we have a seven-stripe pride flag. A little while later, and this may be apocryphal as well, they found that the seven stripes with the green in the middle, the green was being overshadowed when they were hung vertically from street poles. And so the solution to that was to combine the turquoise and dark blue stripes into one royal blue stripe so that no matter how you hung it, 
if the if there was a pole in the middle, it wouldn't obscure a middle stripe. This all came to be in 1979 or so that the six stripe flag was really took off, and this is the flag that we associate with the pride movement today. As a note, it was popular, you know, 1978, 1979, a little bit after, but it really took off in a 1989 lawsuit, which was highly publicized. Someone was being was suing their landlord for the right to fly the flag outside their home. And of course, we see it all over the place today. A special note on the 25th anniversary of the Stonewall Riots, and this is in now 1994, uh, Gilbert Baker was contacted to construct a 30-foot wide by one mile long pride flag. And I believe this is in the Guinness Book of Records as the longest flag in existence. It was then cut up and there were pieces given out to various donors and that sort of thing. And in fact, it's been duplicated a couple of times. I'm not entirely sure. I think I saw one that was flying just after this recent Supreme Court ruling on Friday. Though I'm not sure if that was an older photo or a newer photo. I, I just remember it flashing up on Facebook and I didn't investigate it as thoroughly as I probably should have. This rainbow pride flag has inspired several variants, including one with a, a black stripe added to it in memory of those of the community who died of AIDS. And it has been suggested to add that to the flag and then to pull it off and burn it symbolically if ever there is a, a, a cure for AIDS or a vaccine for AIDS that uh, we're able to develop. I've often seen flying a rainbow flag with a blue canton with 50 white stars, similar to the flag of the United States, but of course the six rainbow stripes on it as kind of an American version of, an American specific version of the pride flag. And I was recently acquainted with a South African version of the pr pride flag where they take the fimbriated sections of the South African flag, uh, and that's the, the small white and gold sections that divide the colors on the South African flag. And so it is a very small black chevron toward the hoist and two white obtuse angles, I don't know how best to say it, forming a negative Y, a negative Paul design on the pride flag so as to make it kind of a South Africa specific flag. In addition to variants on the rainbow flag itself, there are variant flags for different subgroups within the LGBT community. One of the first to be developed was the leather pride flag, and this was created by Tony de Blas, or de Blase, I'm not entirely sure, in 1989. This is a flag of nine equal horizontal stripes of black and blue repeating with one white stripe in the center, taking the, the place of what would be the fifth stripe. Uh, so it goes black, blue, black, blue, white, blue, black, blue, black. It also has a red heart in the canton. According to the creator, there is no specific meaning for the blue and black and white stripes. You are to decide what that means for you. And this has been riffed on a lot by various communities as kind of a standard kink flag. It started out as just kind of a leather pride flag, but has been adopted by, say, the BDSM community with variants playing on that. But you definitely see how it's derived from the rainbow flag. And I should say that uh, I have seen the rainbow flag flying, I've seen the leather flag flying, and the last flag that I've seen flying in the wild is the bear flag. 
which was created by Craig Burns in 1995. And the bear flag is a is meant to represent a subgroup of the LGBT community consisting mostly of men, hairier men, who prefer kind of uh, other more masculine traits in men. It is a seven horizontal stripe flag with a bear's paw print in the canton. And these stripes are the different colors of furs that one would find on a bear, as in real bears, the animal bears, not the gay subculture bears. Although my understanding is that the subculture also refers to, say, like older men with white hair might be a polar bear or something like that. A flag that I've only seen online is the transgender flag, transgender pride flag, which was developed by Monica Helms in 1999, which is a flag for the transgender movement, obviously, and uses five stripes of a light blue, a light pink, white, same pink, same blue, as a nod towards people identifying their gender as different from their their birth sex. And so it's kind of these, these colors that you might see associated with babies, a very powder blue, a very powder pink. And the interesting thing about this flag, it was intentionally designed to be reversible. So no matter which way it was flown, it was always the same and it didn't matter. And I thought that was a, a cool little design element. Now, there are a ton of other pride flags and I should probably get into them at some point, but I've never actually seen them outside, on buildings, anything like that. So I won't get into them. So yes, we have Gilbert Baker's rainbow flag, originally eight stripes, now six stripes. We have the variants. We have the leather pride flag, the bear flag, and the transgender pride flag, all coming off of this rainbow flag in 1978, from 1978. But what about other rainbow flags? And I just wanted to talk about four more rainbow flags. The first of which takes us to China. The first flag of the Republic of China was called the five-colored flag, and it is a flag of five horizontal stripes, red, yellow, blue, white, black. And this flag is meant to represent the five quote-unquote great races in China's history. The Han, the Manchus, the Mongols, the Chinese Muslims, and the Tibetans, and is played with a lot depending on who was in power. And that flag served the Republic of China from 1912 to 1928. And it was specifically played with by, and I'm going to butcher this, the flag of Manchukuo, which was a puppet state under Japanese rule. And it was a yellow flag with a red, blue, white, black stripe area in the canton. And this puppet state existed from 1932 until 1945, of course, the end of World War II, when the Japanese were forced to give up their various puppet states. The second non-pride rainbow flag I wanted to talk about was the peace flag. It started to show up around 1961, first as an opposition flag to nuclear weapons, and then as a general call for peace. It is a flag of seven stripes. It still retains the turquoise and dark blue stripes, but it is depicted with the purple on top. So it would go purple, indigo, turquoise, green, and so on. To further distinguish it from the pride flag, it is often defaced by the word peace in white letters, often in Italian, P-A-C-E, and possibly in local languages as well. The third rainbow flag I wanted to talk about is the flag of the 
Jewish Autonomous Oblast in eastern Russia. The oblast, which is like, a, I'm not sure, a, a county or a state or something like that, was founded in 1934 for basically the same anti-Semitic reasons that riled up the Nazis in the Soviet Union, especially under Stalin. They wanted to keep the Jews separate. They wanted to create an atheist state and to oppose Jewish nationalism and Zionism. So they created a little spot on the border of China where they were just going to send all the Jews. And I should note that this plan didn't quite go through. While the Jewish Autonomous Oblast does have a large proportion of Jews, it is not, strictly speaking, only a place of Jewish Russians. The flag is fairly recent, but I can't tell exactly when, when it was adopted. As it currently stands, it is a mostly white flag. Imagine, if you will, divided up into five horizontal strips. In that middle strip, there are seven stripes going from red to purple, and they are fimbriated, again, with a, a little tiny white stripe in between each color. And these seven stripes are meant to harken back to, say, the menorah. Finally, I wanted to talk about the Withalia flag. I'm not entirely sure how to say that. And I should note that this is a flag with a name, and the name of this flag is the Wifalia, much like we would call our flag Old Glory or something like that. Recordings of this flag go back to 1534, and it is a very interesting flag, and I highly recommend you look it up. It is a patchwork flag that is 7 by 7 with 49 total patches. It is a symbol of four different indigenous groups in Bolivia, Peru, and Chile, and it is actually accepted as a variant flag of Bolivia, uh, I believe since 2009. And the Wifalia itself has a variant flag, which is just stripes. But again, this is a patchwork flag. And so closest to the hoist, you might have red, orange, yellow, white, green, blue, purple. And then if you go one unit to the right, you would go down to purple, red, orange, yellow, white, green, blue. And of course, the next one would start with blue, and the one after that would start with green, and those are columns. Each color has its own meaning, red being earth and man, orange being society, yellow being energy, white time, green resources, blue heaven, and violet or purple as self-determination. And depending on which color is diagonally from the top left, I should say the top and the hoist, down to the bottom and the fly, determines which ethnic group this flag is representing. Specifically, if you have red, yellow, white, or green forming the longest continuous chain diagonally across the flag. I've seen a couple of different variants where they use more muted colors. Uh, there's a gentleman by the name of Tupac Katari who lived several centuries ago who apparently used a more earthen variant. But I, again, highly recommend you look this flag up. Again, I'll have links on vexillogicast.com that you can check out because it is such a cool flag and apparently widely used. All right, I suspect I should wrap it up. Today we've covered the different pride flags, uh, specifically a general LGBT pride flag, that is the six-stripe rainbow flag, the leather pride flag, the bear pride flag, the transgender pride flag, and then, of course, the other rainbow-ish flags, the first flag of the Republic of China, the peace flag, the flag of the Jewish Autonomous Oblast, and the Withalia flag. I hope you've learned a little something. I hope you enjoyed the episode. 
As always, visit vexillogicast.com. That is once more v e x i l l o g i c a s t dot com to see images of these flags and to read more about them. Hit the subreddit r slash Simon the Cannibal for discussion. I am, as always, at cannibal underscore Simon on Twitter. And let me know what else you'd like to hear about. Thanks, as always, for listening, and best wishes from the Vexillogicast.